Welcome to Basket Talks new episode. This is Mirdemir Demirar from Basket Talks. In this episode, we are with Martin Anderson. Hi, Coach. How are you? I'm doing very well, man. How are you? I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm great too. And finally, we made it. We are here to talk and <laughs> finally, we have finally we some troubles, work. but we figured out and we are here. <laughs> yeah. We and are thank here. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. Appreciate thank it, you. man. Thank you. And how is your life going? Is everything great? Oh, man. I'm very, very blessed. How about on your, on your end? Yeah, it's it's good in my end too. Like it's normal it's trainings, and uh, I think the same with you. Trainings, it's all yeah, about yeah. basketball right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. off season and whatnot. It's just getting into the off season. So I mean, this is a very busy time. There's a lot of people coming back in town. So very, very busy right now at all levels. So I know the same for you also. Guys start to end their seasons overseas, and different seasons start to end. I mean, it starts to get really, really busy. I mean, it's, it just starts to really pick up. We have a lot of college players now. Because obviously during the winter, a lot of our pros are gone. They're playing. I'm all day in a gym, sometimes at different times of the night, all hours of the day. So, I mean, it's it's fun, though. Like, I know you can say the same. There's nothing else I would rather be doing. I, I love it. Yeah, because, yeah, as you said, we love it. And I want to start with, could you describe when and where your interest in basketball started and how it has developed to its current level? It started when I was young, man. So I grew up in Seattle. That's where I'm currently based out of now, as you can, you can see in the background. <laughs> so I watched the Sonics a lot, the Supersonics. They're, they're not around anymore, unfortunately, but grew up watching those games a lot. My favorite player was Ray Allen. The way he moved off the ball, the way he shot the ball. We weren't always the best team, but I watched every single game when I was young and I just got obsessed with basketball. I loved it. I was outside all day long till my mom got pissed at me for being outside too late. And <laughs> it's like, it's time to come in. It just started with that, just seeing those games and just falling in love with it. And it just started to grow. I was able to play overseas for four and a half years. So I had numerous back injuries. I wasn't able to continue playing anymore. I mean, an opportunity came in Canada for me to be a player development coach in MBO Canada. Man, like I, this is my true passion, my true calling. Like I, I just love helping people in any kind of way possible. And it just kind of grew from there. I ended up leaving that organization, ended up starting my own business out here in Seattle. And it's just continued to grow just through word of mouth and just trying to impact people as much as I can. Yeah. As you said, you are traveling around the US and Canada and you yeah. just finished your last camp, right? BOG camp in yeah, uh, yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. How was that? Is Can you describe it a little bit, your feelings and yeah. the atmosphere? That was amazing. Shout out to Phil Handy. Shout out to JT, my man up in Vancouver who put that on. That was a lot of fun, man. Like kids worked hard. Energy was amazing. Be your own goat with our Deuce brand line. Phil Handy, it's his line. So he started to do these camps uh, in various locations. So for me in Seattle, Vancouver is probably a two hour drive at max. So it's actually relatively close to where I'm at. So JT had me go out there and just kind of lead part of the camp. And it was just a lot of fun, man. Like his kids worked hard, but it was crazy because that same week I had the Vancouver one. And then three days later, I had one here in my hometown. So I know you've had Bob Willen on here. 
his son Nolan was here, Gary from Deuce Brand, JT came out, like all the guys from Deuce Brand were here to put on the Seattle Deuce Brand camp. So we're doing these camps in different locations. We have a lot of new locations coming out. So if people want to be involved, keep up with my Instagram, Deuce Brand, Bob Willis Instagram, his son's Instagram, Phil Handy. Just try to stay in touch with our Instagram as much as possible if you want to get involved in those because we have so many different locations in the spring, summertime coming up. We're going to be all over the place. So it's it's huge, man. Yeah, I saw it from Phil Handy's Instagram. You have yeah. some schedule. It's like this one, like it's yeah. really, really big. Like, uh -huh. and, it's busy. Uh, and yes, sir. because of the camp, you are able to work with uh, almost all age players. Like under yeah, yeah. 10 or what is the minimum age of players you work with? Um, for me personally, the youngest that I work with is probably like nine or 10. But at that age, they have to be pretty elite. We want kids to really love the game before they get into training. Because what you see now is you'll see parents that are forcing their kids into it, or it's the parent that's driving the workout, not the kid. They don't even want to be there. For me, I want to invest my time in kids that really, really love it and want to put the energy and time into it. So but there are rare occasions though where we'll have nine, 10 year olds that- You work with yeah. nine on 10 and pro level. I, I want to ask you, what is your perspective on the how the train young players as they get older? That's actually a really, really good question. I think they need to build a solid foundation, a really, really solid foundation because what kids do nowadays, and it's not their fault, but they watch the NBA, they watch highlights, they see these amazing plays, and that's what they want to work on in the gym. That's what they work on on their own without even building a foundation, without getting the basic. I can think of kids now that can't do a one, two step into a layup, but they're trying to work on step back threes and between the leg combos. And it's like, all that stuff is great. And that will come with time, but you have to build the foundation and you have to go through that process of developing to that level, if that makes sense. And then on top of that, I'm in the industry. So this is a different perspective for me, but kids need to play also. I think that's really, really important because now it's cool to train. Kids want to train and want to be with trainers they want to get working and that's fantastic like i wish i had access to that when i was growing up because it wasn't a thing so now you're working on your game but you're never competing against anybody like you need to go compete and try it out against players that are better than you because you can teach skill you can teach different drills you can put kids through things but you can't teach that competitive side of it that passion that has to just be there you need to work on your game do as much as you can on your own outside of when you're seeing us as well but also you need to compete against players so that it has to be both you have to play and you have to work on your game. What's really, really important for me is when we are teaching these kids, I want them to understand the why. Why is this the shot in this area? Where's the help defense? Why is this the read? Because I think a lot of times, and I had this experience too, younger going to different camps, going to different clinics, is there was no explanation of why. If I put you through a workout, you should be able to teach it back to me at the end. Oh, the help defense is here, so that's why I'm making that pass there. The rotation's here, so that's why I'm picking up off my inside foot into a pull. Like it's, there's so many different scenarios that I think it's really, really important that kids understand from an early age, and the earlier they can get it, the more it'll help them. Thank you. So I think it's related with this in some point because uh, my question is your things about the common mistakes that on the court and off the court. I think it's related with on the court things. And what about off the court? What are the common mistakes that most young players make off the court? <laughs> We can talk about this for a long time, but <laughs> not taking care of the body. That's the big thing. One of my biggest regrets as a player that is did not take care of my body. And the second one, take care of your grades. For kids that want to play in college, for kids that want to get a scholarship. My area that I grew up in, I'm in Seattle now, but a little south of here, I grew up in Federal Way, Washington. 
if I can tell you, I couldn't even come up with a number. The amount of players that should be playing in the NBA right now, Division One right now, that should be in the Euro League or any top league right now that aren't because of their grades and because of their school. There are so many that have that were way better than me that never had a, a professional career. On top of that, respect your parents, appreciate your parents. Like I, I'm jealous of so many of these kids. Like I had two loving parents. My dad came to my games, my mom came to my games, but I see parents that are coming to watch these kids train. They're coming to bringing them to workouts. They're, they're bringing them to different situations like that. I'm just like, man, like, that's amazing to have that support. So appreciate your parents. Another thing is, because you said off the court, but I'll do one on the court real quick, your attitude. How do you react when you make a mistake? How do you react when your teammate makes a mistake? Because that's what they're looking at. If I'm going to scouting a player, you know, just say for college, for example, if I'm scouting you and you make a mistake and your head goes down, I see that you don't have the mentality to be able to last at the, at the higher levels. Mistakes are going to happen. That's just the reality of it. Stuff's going to happen. It's negative things are going to happen, but how do you react? How do you respond to it? Do you go back on defense and get a block? Do you go back on defense with the energy or is your head down? Are you mad at your teammates? And then on top of that, if you are being recruited by colleges, they're recruiting the parents too. Some parents are too involved. I think it's great that your parents are supportive, but some parents are too involved. And some schools just aren't going to want to put up with it. Like, allow your child to make mistakes. It's the nature of development. Those would be the main things for me. Yeah, thank you. Actually, it's like a flashback for me because we were talking with the Gannon Baker and he yeah. said with the same things he said. He really makes me up because he said you need to get that education because maybe you are not using this knowledge but you can using this wisdom. It's yeah, really, no, it's true. Yeah. And I want to ask you, as you said, you are in Seattle and you are working with right now college players. I want mm -hmm. to ask you, can you show the European players a way to come to US and play basketball in college or NBA or NBA G League? Can you show us a way? That's a really broad question. There's so many different paths to it, but as you know, the talent over there is rising so much. So like what I tell guys here, especially like high school players that are junior seniors that are going into it, I'm like, man, odds of getting to those levels are very small percentages. I never say this to discourage any players, it's just so they know what they're up against. But I'm like, man, you're not only competing against the players in Seattle, but there are guys right now in Spain, France, South America, just all over the world that want to come and take your spot. So what makes you different? So it's just, I don't know if there's a set path, but I will tell you that if you can play, they will find you. And if they're not finding you, reach out to them. There's different opportunities all over the country. What makes you different from 10 million other guys that want the same spot? That's just the reality of it. What are you doing today that's going to make me pick you? If I'm a scout, what makes me pick you over 10 million other guys? That's really what it comes down to. Your path has to be almost perfect. If you're trying to talking about division one, you're talking about NBA. Anything that happens along the way, it sets you back a little bit. I'm going to take the next guy. If there's two guys and one's younger, one's older, the talent level is the same, I'm taking the younger one. If you can shoot basketball, there's a spot for you. If you can rebound the ball, there's a spot for you. If you can defend, there's a spot for you. Nobody wants to do those things. Nobody wants to defend. Nobody wants to rebound. They want to step back and score 30. I'm telling you that they already have guys that can do that. So if you want to come over here and play, yeah, guys here are not willing to do, and there's spots for you. That's just the best way to look at it. What can I do that they don't have? And in fact, most of the time, we don't have the ball. When we are in True. the game. We are in bench or doing defense in some set, and we need to make some free space for the driver. And, and yep. everyone thinking about, what about my fundamental? What about my shooting? What about, what about your mental toughness? 
What yeah, about exactly. off, off the ball? Yeah, as you say. Absolutely. I ask this question because in Turkey, uh, in Europe, I can say yeah. the US basketball is like top level. And thank you for your advices. Yeah. So we talked about players and I want to talk about <laughs> coaches. And as yeah. a successful basketball coach, you're gonna participate in some seminar, some coach seminar, right? I saw it right. Yeah, that's in uh, San Diego in June. So shout out to Phil Morrison. He ran this uh, basketball conference last year. This is the second annual uh, committed to the craft. I think that's what you saw. So they're putting on like a top 25 trainers in the nation. So I was honored to be nominated for that. So yeah, I appreciate that. It's really chance to me ask it before this organization. And do you have any advice for new coaches, young coaches? It goes along the lines with things that other guys have said, but you have to have your own foundation. You have to have your own voice, your own belief. More than that, you have to really, really care about players and people. Nowadays, as you just mentioned, I mean, there's new coaches popping up every day. I swear I get a new follower, a new message from a new coach every single day. And that's fine. Like, I think it's, we need people that are in this for the long run, people that really care and want to help players. But if you're in it for the wrong reasons, if you're in this for money, clout, if you're in it for Instagram, if you're in it for attention, you need to get out. Number one, you're going to burn out because it's not sustainable, but you really, really have to care about people. That's what's helped me, to be honest with you. I guess what you know as a basketball coach and your knowledge is really, really important, but players, even young ones, they're not stupid. They can tell when there's a hidden agenda. They can tell when you don't care. Myself, Chin Wei, who helps me out, we have a huge passion for helping these kids. I want them to do better than I ever did. That was showing me, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this. Whether that's on the court stuff, whether that's getting a scholarship, whether if you want to play professional, I can help you with that. If you're trying to go life after basketball, I'm still family to you. Like, that's just how we like to approach it. We usually start with them 11, 12 years old. I usually have them all the way through high school. If they continue playing at college, I still have them. If they're playing professionally, I still have them. They stop playing, I still connect with them. I still help them. You need a job, maybe I can give you one. You try to help people as much as you can. And if you approach it like that, you'll be successful and you'll do well. Focus on the kids that you have. If you're just starting as a coach, say you have one guy that you're working with, get him to another place, help him out. Focus on helping him. Everybody wants to work with NBA players. Everybody wants to work with WNBA players. Everybody wants to work with EuroLeague players. If you're just starting out, I'm telling you right now, you're not ready. I am so glad that I did not get that until now. I'm so glad. Like looking back when I started, like everybody wants that, but I wasn't ready because they want to know why. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And if you don't have those answers, I mean, that's not going to be, that's not going to look good for you. You have to really study the game. I guess you have to understand your athletes, your players, and, and really, really help them out. And that's got to be your priority. So that's my opinion. That's how I look at it. Put people before yourself. It's not about you. Yeah. So thank you for all of your answers and thank you for joining me for this interview. And thank you for oh, all absolutely. again. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me, man. I'm glad we finally <laughs> glad we finally figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we too. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, hope sir. to see you soon. Uh, I'm looking forward to see you in Turkey. Absolutely. I would love to come to Turkey for yeah, sure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, have Bye. a good one, man. And you. Bye bye. In this episode, we are with Martin Anderson. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoy. See you in next episode. Bye bye.